Hey guys, it's Jack here. Big massive shout out to our Patreons. So these guys are the guys who donate for the editing and they really do make a huge difference to keep the show alive. Uh, we've been sponsored by Art Faulkner, Ferdy Evers, Mikey Dredd and Underfluke. These guys are absolute legends. Thank you so much and see you next show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Drone Out, possibly the best FPV podcast uh, that's on right now. Why, why possibly? Surely it is the best. RC groups might be still on. I don't know where they do that thing on a Thursday. Yeah, anyway, but very good. Yeah, we have a treat special today. We are joined by Andrew Slash Frank. Hello. The reason why we're all here, Andrew RC. What? <laughs> I'm confused. I don't know who you mean. Me? Hello, everybody. Your name's Andy RC. Uh, we've got Andy. Is it Andy Sims from Andy Simmons? Simmons. I'm very sorry. From oh, the you, good evening, all. And we've got Dave, whose surname escapes me. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> Phipps, but most people call me Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, the... it's good to see the pre-show researchers. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, if it if it if it helps, he he forgot my name, and I've known him for two years. Just yeah. a second how, ago, how could you forget a surname like RC doing what we do? Wow, yeah. yep. I I'm very bad at this, <laughs> which is why I said possibly the best drone podcast. Yeah. And I I missed I missed the, the the BMFA last time I wasn't there so this is whole new territory to me. Even not though not have fireworks this time either, I'm very disappointed in you. What's up? <laughs> not fireworks this time. I've got fireworks, man. There'll be fireworks. Don't you worry about that. There's always fireworks. I didn't think they were approved for BMFA use or. <laughs> yeah. Is if you're a, inside, you're fine. If, if the BMFA want fireworks, I have a sparkler, and the sparkler is being lit. No, it's well, not. <laughs> it's so windy. Is it an Aldi sparkler by any chance? This is to celebrate. You've had an anniversary recently, haven't you? We BMFA. Oh, we're heading that way. Yeah. Um, what, what was the anniversary? Isn't it like a two years? years, of the two, years two years time for the uh, hundred years. Yeah, hundred years. Three years time. Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Wow. Soon. Very soon. Planning ahead. So about a month ago, we had uh, Andy Simmons on, and we were talking all about uh, BMFA affiliation uh, of clubs and how the BMFA was supporting. Uh, local groups uh, start up, grow, get hold of uh, sites, keep hold of sites, deal with councils and all that kind of thing. Um, and um, we, we said at the end of that show, it would be good to have uh, Dave on because you, you've been um, uh, involved a lot more on, on the other side of things, which the BMFA do, which is the you know, dealing with the authorities and, and legislation and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And since then, there's been an awful lot happening. Um, we've, we've been inundated with calls to action. Um, yeah. And uh, so... I, I can't wait to spend my money on £16.50 <laughs> than well, fireworks. This is, this is the thing, <laughs> is that the... the So there was this announcement by the CAA about a bit more detail about the registration process that's uh, legislated to be coming in in... Uh, November, so start yeah. in October and be required in November. Yeah, and uh, the big takeaway that everyone took away from it, it seems, according to Facebook, is that sixteen pound fifty. Um, but from what I've seen, um, there's a lot more to it because it combined. You know, you, you've met up with the 
uh, other UK model aircraft associations, so FPV UK, yes. LMA, and S- Scottish Aero Modelers Association. Thank you very much. And had a big get together because you saw quite a few other problems with what was suggested and the process generally from what yeah. I could tell. Yeah. Um, would you mind kind of going through with us a bit what kind of the headline issues there are? Yeah, I mean, well, the issue for us was that we were in negotiation with the CAA and DFT uh, for a good part of the last three years. Um, and last November, we were still in negotiation with them. Um, we thought it was ongoing negotiations, but in January um, this year, they published their response to the 2018 drone consultation. Uh, which also said that there are ongoing, ongoing discussions with us. Um, but at that point, they weren't. And then uh, in March, they introduced the uh, the changes with the flight restriction zones and so on, which they only gave us three weeks' notice. Uh, and then more recently, they published CAP 1775, uh, which is purely a consultation on how much they're going to charge for the registration scheme. Uh, but within the text of the document, it did reveal that they'd already decided what the policy was going to be without further discussion. Yeah. So that included things like age restrictions, uh, competency requirements, and the registration scheme itself, uh, all of which we're strongly opposed to. I, I've got my registration number already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it's it not going to be a £16.50 yet? Is, yep. It's this is going to be T- a personalised registration. T0NY1SGAY. <laughs> well, so. it, 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 it's certainly readable from a metre away, so you're fine. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we just found out why Tony didn't want to come on this show. <laughs> 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 Somebody must have tipped him off. Um, I'm, I'm well up for a personalised so registration. That, that that's interesting. Then, so um, this this sixteen pound fifty thing is not set in stone, and you guys say you're dead against it. Can you sort of elaborate on why that is? Is it, is it because you, you know it may put people off? I mean, yeah, you know, it may put people off g- going down the BMFA route because you guys for years have had competency systems that aren't uh like so, some clubs will say yeah it's it's necessary to have an a certificate or b certificate to fly solo it's but it's not a necessity it's kind of become a standard and then they're saying oh well we've got this separate standard which kind yeah. of like if you if you're a bmfa if you're um like a bmfa member you're already sort of saying that I'm serious about this hobby. I'm serious yeah. about safety. Yeah. Therefore, if therefore if I got to pay another sixteen pounds, then yeah. that's not fair. Is is that the answer? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the issue was that you know we've spent um, the last three years negotiating with EASA on the European regulations, uh, and what we agreed with them was that you know model flying would be essentially outside of the EASA regulations. It would continue as it does under national regulation. Um, We could uh, register members on their behalf into the system, so there was no need to to enter a separate parallel system. Um, But I think the issue was that the government tried to guess what the EASA regulations would say, uh, but a year before they were actually finished, and they've got it wrong. Because so, a, a big part of the EASA uh, registration kind of model, they've, they've kind of put out a, this template of what they think yeah. it should be. Yeah. And a big part of that is saying you can give uh, your local national associations um, the, the kind of powers. You can kind of delegate off to them. For model flying, yeah. Exactly, for model yeah. flying. Well, it, it's, 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 it. it's not just model flying. It's model flying conducted within the framework of an association and club. Hmm. it's essentially it's model flying conducted within the framework of an association Uh, the the club bit is just a different way that the Europeans describe an association essentially yeah and and what is the in in terms of the £16.50 you know I I think the issue for us was 
Um, it wasn't just the money, it was the fact that the CAA and the government were wanting our members to register in a parallel system. Um, and any additional hurdles and hoops you put in front of people, um, you, you're going to get people that, that don't jump through them. And model flying, by its nature, has always had a very low threshold for entry. It's always been very easy for people to participate. And anything that discourages them is going to be a detriment to all of us. It was in France. Yeah. Yes, I mean, yes, there's, there's been a, a reduction, uh, certainly, in participation in France. Um, and that's even with it being free. <laughs> wow, that's not good news. Oh, I didn't realise that then. So so they brought registration in, in France and it was free and it sort of put people off. That's yeah. It, 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 the, the crazy thing is it's, it's not even... It's not even, it's like we're being affected, but it's targeting. I was um, talking to Jack on the phone before the show, and it's, you know, the, the issue is not the, the hobby world. The issue is the person that can go into the Apple store, go into Argos and buy a Phantom and just take off. Yeah. It's, it's those that, and then it seems like we're all having to suffer. So, so what is the, uh, what can we do? To, is there anything that we can do at this point? Is this the sixteen pound fifty thing? Is just a, um, it's just like a placeholder. It's not, uh, despite what the, is all over the media, it's not set in stone. Is there anything that we can do? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the important thing to do is to respond to the Cap seventeen seventy five consultation. Um, I mean, I think they've had a huge response to it. I think they've had at least ten thousand responses so far. Um, also in terms of um, CAP 1775 it was only a consultation on the level of fees so it didn't give people an opportunity to comment on the other issues like the age restrictions and like the competency requirements and that's why we encourage people to embark on this letter writing campaign to voice the concerns about the other aspects not part of the fee consultation so uh, I mean, that's proved quite useful. It's uh, put pressure on the uh, Department for Transport and the CAA. It's managed to get them all back around the table and talking to us. Uh, and the response has been so big that certainly the CAA have had to employ somebody just to deal with the responses. Right. So, so, so we still don't have anything set in stone that this is the way that it's going to be when it comes to November or whatever with the, the fee. With I, sus the, the, I suspect it it, uh, it will be quite different. I mean, I, I think the issue is that they've uh, come up with some estimates based on uh, experience in the US and in Ireland, but experience from two or three years back when the sales of recreational uh, camera drones were probably significantly more than they are now. Um, so I think they're prediction of 170,000 operators is a little bit over the top. Um, I mean, last year, my estimate to them was that they would get the model flyers plus maybe the same number again. Uh, and, and certainly the work we've done recently with the trade would suggest that, you know, that's a more likely estimate than uh, the numbers they're working to. Because the proposal as well, it isn't just drones, it's anything now, isn't it? Over All unmanned aircraft, yeah. Yeah, which is just, um, you know, and because a lot of this is sort of like online and it makes me wonder, you know, that there's, um, the, there's a generation that might not even be aware that um, this, this, is, this proposal has come in because, you know, they might not be a BMFA affiliated club. They might yeah. not have the Internet. They might be breaking the law and not even know it. Yeah, and, quite likely, and and uh, that doesn't that doesn't seem fair somehow when they've been acting in this way for fifty yeah. years or so, you know. It's, yeah. So um, yeah, it's just doesn't quite mm. sit. And, and it's it's only going to be a tax on people that would always operate lawfully anyway. So mm. if, if, you, if you're dropping contraband into Wormwood Scrubs, you're not going to be registering or taking <laughs> the competency test. You're certainly not going to stop doing it on the basis you have you forgot to register yet. So you think I'll not deliver these drugs today because I haven't registered yet. <laughs> it, yes, exactly. I mean, we share, yeah, we, we share the same thing, you know. And um, you know, I'm I'm in like a local club that 
does uh, we do sort of um, sort of tiny whoops, uh, but uh, and fixed wing. And the majority of the the fixed wing guys were like, "Oh, th- this what this affects us? Really? What we've been doing this forever?" And it's like, mm, well, yeah. "Why do why not why now? Why change?" You know, you might as well have a sex offender test, and then they show you pictures. And like, do you find children attractive? No. <laughs> do you feel the urge to rape? No pass that competency test and then still pay £16.50 to put the wrong ones on the list. Yeah. I, I, don't think, I don't think it's quite like that, Jack. It feels like it. I, I was trying to... I, was trying to look, look, I, I said, OK, if this £16.50 thing comes in, I'll pay it because, you know, there are other hobbies where you have to pay to, you know, to do, you know. Fish. And they were all cheaper except salmon fishing. <laughs> <laughs> they were owning a shotgun cheaper as i think you've got to bear in mind or, or ask the question what do we get for our 16 pounds 50 mm. nothing yeah. else yeah, yeah, you get coke and whores yeah if you've got say, <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a fishing license you get something back for your money you get the you know the river stocked and maintained uh we're getting absolutely nothing for 16 pounds 50 no, your door kicked in when someone sees a plastic bag yeah. floating around Gatwick and you get, <laughs> in, get put in custody for 36 hours. Because the then, police just work their way down the list of uh, registered people yeah. in the area and go and knock on all the doors. Yeah, it's like a Christmas list, isn't it? Mm. The other side is, if this is kind of, the, the, the registration is meant to be a proxy for are you competent, are you meant to be flying... Um, and if the, the test is the police go up to you and they go, are you registered? And you say, yes, I am. Does that mean that they're going to be perfectly fine with you flying something over Wormwood Scrubs? Or it's not. They've got to still know what's right and what's wrong. So yeah. it doesn't think, actually change. Myself and Dave we had a, a little bit of a chat earlier. Uh, and it was something we were talking about is, you know, Potentially, you'll have people, they'll go on, do the registration, they complete this online competency test, and then they'll consider themselves safe when perhaps all they'll have is some knowledge of what the regulations are. Yeah. Um, so it does need, whatever they come up with, uh, the final sort of iteration of it, does need to make sure that everybody who has done the test is aware that they still perhaps need a lot more knowledge before they start going out and operating. Yeah, I mean, one of our big arguments is is that it's completely disproportionate for the risk of the activity. So, you know, I, I could go out tomorrow, uh, strap myself to a, a 70 kilo foot launch paramotor and take off into the air with no registration, no testing or, or anything. Um, so asking model flyers and, and drone pilots to uh, take a test every three years is completely out of proportion to anything else. Yeah, it's like they're they're trying to find like a solution to a problem that doesn't exist yet. Yes, it's like when when airline pilots before before drones or model aircraft, they would say, "Oh, I've seen a UFO," but now yeah. because drone drones exist, they're like, "It was a drone," and that and that seems to be the thing that that's coming up. But what I think what we all want to know though is. Are, are you guys? Do you think that you can come up with an agreement uh, for for this um, for BMFA members, or do BMFA members and model flyers need to act as well as you guys? Uh, we we need everybody to act because it, it's strength in number. And how how can we do that? So yeah, we've put some stuff on the BMFA website uh, with the call to action. So. Uh, emails and letters to the aviation minister, emails and letters to the CAA, uh, and what is particularly useful is emails and letters to your MP. Now, obviously, a lot of these things receive fairly standard responses. Certainly, in terms of responses that MPs have been sending, uh, we've challenged quite a number of them on the basis that they've been sending a standard template that they've got from the DFT, um, yet they say that they won't respond to template letters from their constituents. So we've gone back to them and said, you won't accept a template letter from your constituent. Why are you sending them a template response? Uh, and there's quite a few that we've managed to engage in ongoing dialogue, and, and that's quite useful. And they in turn raise 
questions directly with the um, Secretary of State or the Aviation Minister, uh, and that helps keep the pressure on. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a really difficult one, isn't it? I mean, I suppose that in in the scheme of things, for them, what's going on politically at the moment, this just isn't important for them. They're like, oh, no, we've got this. We've come up with a figure, and it's like, yeah, I just... Uh, they, I, they certainly not forget us. I mean, the, the other thing is, you know, at present, one of the things that we're looking at is the possibility of the associations registering as operators. So the four UK associations would pay the CAA, 66 pounds per year rather than our members paying them 660,000 per year uh, and that's something that the CA are exploring at present uh, yeah whatever what, what was that sorry so so uh, so so we we would register as the operator um and our members would be our remote pilots and that would remove the uh, age restrictions uh, all that members would be required to do would be to take the free test Every yeah, three so years. what was that? Because what was that about the age restriction thing? Because I've been doing this since I was like ten years yeah. old or, or whatever, and you know, I was I was training people yeah. at, at the age of twelve, adults. So, you know? so, so this is this is one of the frustrations. I mean, with the EASA uh, regulations, um, if you're operating in the open category, they've set the age at sixteen, but member states can drop it down to twelve for the operator. Um, the UK government uh, based their regulations on what the EASA regulations said a year ago, and at that time they said 18. So they've, they've got that slightly wrong. Um, but in terms of the remote pilot, there is no um, age restriction. So um, that might be the way forward for us. I mean, the, the other thing is, you know, in, in the EASA regulations, um, within the uh, uh, authorization that we should get in a year's time um, that doesn't specify the age limit that's down to us to negotiate with the civil aviation authority and it doesn't have to be the same as it is in the general uh, law yeah I, th I think um, as as a BMFA member myself and I have been for many years I, I think that's what I was hoping that would happen with this is is that you know being part of the organization <laughs> you it that would sort of not waver but cover this whole mess that's happening and, and, and that's what you know that's what our objective was and that's what we're still working towards Excellent. well that's really good to hear and hopefully that is the outcome and, and not just us but you know we're working in in close uh, collaboration with the other associations yeah because one of the th things that i hear is you know oh well if we have to pay the £16.50, then, you know, what am I getting? Obviously, you get the insurance thing from, from the BMFA, but I think pe people, uh, you know, I mean, I'm prepared. I'm prepared. To, if, if it turns out that it's £16.50, I'm like, it's it's a hobby. I'm prepared to pay that. But it, it like you say, there are many people that won't. So, you know, it's good to hear that that, that is still at this time an option because I thought that at this point, it was sort of out and it was kind of like, no, you're going to have to pay your, your BMFA bill and then this extra £16.50. No, and, and anyone that's written to um, uh, the CAA will have had a response which does say that this is an option, that we could be an operator right. uh, as remote pilots. So it's something that they have uh, offered themselves. That's good to hear because obviously, you know, the BMFA, they, yeah, the, the reason to, you know, for, for me anyways, is to be a member is for the insurance purpose as well. So, you know, that would be just a, a, another reason for everybody to sort of get that because I think it's, it's, always, it's always good to add insurance. And Yeah, I mean, our, our hope was that, um, you know, the registration would be something that we could incorporate as a membership benefit so people would join and wouldn't have to do anything else. That's That was our objective at the outset. How would that work? Because they're talking about having to have your registration number written on your model. So if you were, uh, if you were the operator, would we all have this same registration? Or uh, well, would... you, you would all have the same operator number, which sort of renders right. it fairly pointless, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, because they they find a, a model. 
and it's got the BMFA's registration number. They'll just ring me up. They'll ring you up and you'll go, I I don't know. It's (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's uh, it's good to know that you know that these because we don't hear this, you know. We we, we just hear that uh, we've got to pay sixty pound fifty, and that's it. And so no, I mean, I, I think one thing that is is fairly certain is that you know you'll not be paying sixteen pound fifty. <clears throat> well, that's really that's that's encouraging to know. That is really cool. Yeah, so that's a, a good good read, but. But it's not finalised. So, do you guys know when? I mean, it's been it's great. You guys came. Was it April that you came on last, or was it before? Might might have been before. I think it was that. about April, wasn't it? It'd be great. So, so this. So as things progress, then it'd be it'd be great for you guys to come back and just like yeah, no, that's give, fine. Give I mean, we're, we're working towards the November deadline because that's when the. Uh, changes to the law that were made last year come fully into effect. That's so that's it. when you've got the competency requirements and the registration requirements. Yeah. So, so that's what we're working towards. Because this £16.50 thing, the last time you were on wasn't a thing. So now like this is the thing that you're you're addressing and then you guys can come on and then say, hopefully give us an update of uh, you know uh, what the progress of that is and hopefully it's... Positive. Yeah, I mean, what would the, you know, the discussion that we had yesterday with the CAA, um, you know, all, all they can really do is work within the very tight constraints that the government have defined in the policy. So to get any significant change, uh, it's got to come from the government level. So we've got a meeting with the aviation minister next week. Um, we'll, we'll see where we get to with her. Awesome. That's That's great hear what you guys are uh, yeah what you're getting up to are you going to have time to be at western park in two weeks time i might be either delivering stuff or collecting stuff but i don't think i'll be there for the whole weekend i'm Um, not going to be there this year i'm i'm going on holiday uh, isn't western park not a holiday when you consider how many weekends we end up doing (laughs) Um, i am actually working that weekend but uh, not western park Oh right, fair enough. Uh, Andy, are we going Western Park? No, and Andrew slash Frank. <laughs> are we go? What's ha- are we going Western? Yes. We're going West- yes. I'm going to Western Park no matter what on the Saturday. What are, What are your guys' plans? We We do have uh, an Airbnb booked, so we'll be coming up on the Who's we? Friday. I uh, me and Jack, and maybe one or two other people. Tony, uh, Tony, please come because my fr- I've got my friend Phil wants to meet you, wants to give you some fireworks. So if that <laughs> if that if that's not a reason to come up, then I don't know what is. We hope you're all going to be joining us at the nationals in August, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not- Do you know I've I've never been to the nationals. Well, not, you not- should be there. We've got um, the a World Cup event for the drone racing this year. Wow. Yeah, is back there. We had them there a couple of years ago, so we'll expect you there broadcasting. What, what's the What's the date of the? Did you say broadcasting? Absolutely. That, that sounds like a challenge. We We did that at uh, Mini Air Show, and it was a lot of fun. The, the gauntlet is thrown. Well, I'm hoping to be at your Mini Air Show next year. Ah, um, be good. Well, that'd good be good. You Although you know, I apologise for the podcast part because it gets it <laughs> it gets a bit out of control. <laughs> oh. Sorry about that. I went for a quick one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You see, it was, please, it Jack, was the, the angriest. Sixteen pound fifty. You didn't hear Jack. They're 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 trying hard so that if you no, if I did. Honest, I was listening. I was listening. listening. Yeah, and apparently we all get the same registration number. Yeah. So so you you you've just spent a fortune on. Did I hear it? Re- <laughs> did I hear that that your registration number's reflective as well, Jack? I mm. heard a rumor. <laughs> yeah, retro reflective. So it, it perhaps, perhaps what we could do now we've got the BMFA here is maybe you know you could propose 
the registration number as being that. I'm sure you, I'm sure Tony would, I'm sure Tony would really appreciate the, the BMFA that. would get a very healthy donation <laughs> from me. <laughs> that was the very, very, but I might even lifelong memberships. Can you imagine getting your BMFA news? through the post and it's saying this is what you have to write on the side of your <laughs> we'll send everybody a sticker <laughs> no, yeah. um, one one thing that does seem to fall down is that you know the online competency test yeah. who says that it's definitely you taking it and the other thing is is i wasn't going to register and then curry kitten turned around and said well i know all your details i'm going to register for you yeah yeah <laughs> So, like, I can't win. I'm like, <laughs> Jack so wants to get out of the hobby because he's so angry about this oh thing. Oh, God. But it we is, all... It's just a fun tax. It is a fun... We are literally paying Gatwick back and have <laughs> letting the CAA... Like, I've met one of the guys in CAA. He seems all right. But, like, yeah, they're just... They're going to have a... Like, their Christmas party... It's, oh my god, it's gonna be like they're not gonna be able to afford a Christmas party because they're not gonna pull in enough money to cover the cost of doing this. Oh, so they'll be joining you at yours for your Christmas party. Yeah, I think I think the problem was that it, it's not really a money making venture for the CA. Someone's gonna be making a lot of money out of it. I mean who uh, did but it's mean? the operating costs. Sorry, so I'm so sorry. Two 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 point eight million just to uh, to run it each year. Yeah, because oh, when we had uh, Jonathan on from uh, CAA, he he was very much then saying, like, "We don't want it. It's a stupid idea." But he did say that, didn't he? he sort of said yeah. he, he agreed that it was just really the the DJI crowd. I think is how he sort of yeah. called yeah. it. But but we all get but but then it becomes multi rotor, and we all get put into this same box. Well, then it becomes unmanned aircraft, and yeah. we all get drawn in everything. Yeah, can't they just have it like at Argos and Dixon, <laughs> Dixon's, yeah. right, here's your sticker, there you go. And it's like everybody, because the, the other thing as well is like, you know, the, these are custom things that we're building. They change, they evolve, they have a different motor, they have, you know, that they, they never stay the same. They could be 250 grams one day, you put a camera on it, it's 300 grams, you know, it's like... Yeah. It's it's just too... My, two things that I'm really not looking forward to, right, is A, you know, like, 250 grams is going to be exempt. Police aren't going to carry scales. and we, we, did, gonna be, we did race it with the CA yesterday. All they're going <laughs> to do is seize your things to be like, we need to check it, we need to weigh it, and then they're probably going to pass it over to Ofcom... And, you know, like, you're not going to get your stuff back for a while. What, what did the CAA... Sorry to interrupt, Jack. What, what, did the, what was the CAA's response to that? Uh, there probably wasn't. Oh, there the wasn't, yeah. <laughs> no, it was just a shrug. Yeah. You see, there, there, there are lo loads of tricks that we could do to get... If we wanted to, you know. Um, the, the, there's pit mode, for example. So, we... You, you know, you plug the quadcopter in and it, it runs at 25 milliwatt until you arm it, then it blasts out a watt, you, you know. So if you had all your stuff seized, they wouldn't have a clue what they were looking at or anything no. like that, you know. it's no, Where to plug the battery in? They're probably, <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably going to just employ the same person that's reading the CIA letter response form. A giant <laughs> shredder, and they're just going to put your things in there. <laughs> uh, lost in processing. <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody raised a question to me at my local group, and they said, "How how can uh, two hundred and fifty grams include uh, the fuel? In other words, the battery, uh, wh whether it's a battery or whether it's nitro or petrol, because that." that changes for certain models you know you you could take take off above 250 grams but land below it and, and th it, you know, it's always like been that. the principle that it, it's the weight is unfueled yeah unfueled now with a battery that uh the battery you've got to consider as the tank the fuel tank yeah so, so the batteries have to be included um but 
you know, whether the weight. battery's charged or discharged <laughs> doesn't matter, but the battery's going to be included in the all up weight. But if, it, if it's uh, petrol powered or, or glow fuel, that the tank can be empty. That and doesn't seem fair then. Because <laughs> <laughs> a few we, things in life are fair. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're I, not going to crash it. Oh, it's empty. Now I'm going to crash it. Well, into to be fair, to if it's empty, you are going to crash it into something. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, okay. Yeah. How, so uh, we need to figure out how to do nitro. Can you imagine the police, right? <laughs> right, emptying nitro fuel out. Do you know what I mean? So we can weigh it. Be like catching kids with alcohol. You're going to pour this substance. Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't think that's going to be an issue because anything that's using either petrol or, or glow fuel is going to be over 250 grams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, tiny, so, tiny uh, engine. And also, but, what are the odds of, of the police turning on? Well, yeah. There is that as well. Well, well, well I mean, are, there, are there more odds when this comes into place? Mm. This, this is a, like at the moment, you know. Uh, I'm flying in a field. You see a police car drive past, and it doesn't stop. But then this this registration things comes in, and then they're like, right, okay, so it's now our duty to check. And it's like, well, it, I, I think the National Police Chiefs Council or whatever it was said uh, it wasn't going to be a high priority well, yeah. unless you unless you're flying outside Gatwick, maybe. <laughs> <But like, laughs> then they're going to check your registration, are they? Yeah. yeah. Even then, though there was no drone at Gatwick. Yeah, but, but they got a chance to win a thousand pounds and unlimited time in jail. <laughs> you know, like there's a lot at stake in there for them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I can kill Tony, which sometimes I feel <laughs> like doing, right? And I only get it like eight years <laughs> if you know, if I'm lucky. Like, I can that's mental, isn't it? I, I said though, you know, like I, I try and think of it, but I try and. Because like I'm a reviewer, I try and you know see both sides of it and stuff. And I'm like, Jack, if you want to drive, you have to have a driving license. You have to yeah, pay but I get something that. out of that. And you'd have to pay for it every year. You get something out of that. So you're saying you don't get anything out of the hobby then? You get nothing. No joy. No happiness. <laughs> no. No. It doesn't relieve no, your anxiety. No, it's me on a podcast with the BMFA whose names <laughs> I can't get right. They think I'm an idiot. Um, well, no. I mean, the thing is... You get something out of it. You met me and it's the greatest yeah. thing that's ever happened to you. <laughs> but, But, like... Yeah, it, like my driving license lasts for 10 years. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but your, your insurance is God Yeah, but no, I can hold a license and not... You're still on a list, Jack. Yeah, you're true. Still a, you're still on a still list. On the DVLA list, and it's in Swansea as well. Have you got one of those things what, that you spray on your number plate that makes it invisible to... Police or <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about it? <laughs> I've seen your car. <laughs> I'm still trying to work out who actually wants the registration to happen because the pilots don't want it to happen. The associations no. don't want it to happen. From when we were speaking to the CAA, they're not interested in making this happen. So is it the DFT or is it... It's just politicians it? that have to be seen to be doing something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it comes from the uh, European regulations, that the uh, the basic regulation for aviation. That's where it specifies that uh, operators have to be registered, and all the mm-hmm. all the European laws and the UK laws all stem from that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's new. Yeah, because I, I think I think at first when um, you know all, all of the drones have always been seen as negative and then now when you see these new news stories about drones it's mostly all people defending drones we found and it's like the public actually well i think i think the important thing uh with the european regulations is that it was never really solely about safety and security and about regulating uh recreational operators the main motivation for it was to create a, a framework to exploit the commercial potential throughout Europe. Mm. Mm, yeah. So it, this is... it's about encouraging industry and innovation. It's not about us guys. So this We're is t- getting onto the use space and and that side of things that's been happening where there's being altitude 
sort of uh, layers being set aside for commercial use if I'm is that what you mean um that that's part of it i mean to to fully exploit the commercial potential they've got to create a space for them to fly in mm. um and the difficulty is there's lots of things in the air which would be invisible to a, a drone that's flying beyond line of sight so you go on the paraglider or you go in the glider or What's the hot air balloon how are they de- uh, what are they going to do with those because i mean at the moment the, the paramotors they're not registered no. or licensed or anything no, no. i mean ultimately the only way that they can fully integrate unmanned aircraft into the airspace is to make everything uh conspicuous electronically mm. yeah so the electronic conspicuity so this is the uh adsb and that sort of thing where there's a little transponder that pings out where it is and who it is and what it's doing and where it's going and that sort of thing. Essentially. But I think, you know, that's going to be some years um, and, until it's fully deployed because there's lots of resistance from other airspace groups like the glider pilots. And I mean, the, the balloonists argue, you know, why do they need anything? If, if they can't be seen, then, um, you know, it's a big problem. But obviously it will be invisible to an unmanned aircraft. <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah, if you can't spot a balloon, yeah. you're going to have problems using the airspace. I, w- yeah. I wondered about balloons. Do balloons have to register like an N... Uh, not an NDA, they have a G-code? A, they have a, yeah, they have a, a G registration. Do they, do they have to, re- like, uh, uh, register for, like, a NOTAM or something, though, for a flight? Well, they don't know where no. they'll end up. no. No, they don't. Yeah, no, because um, I no- I noticed that the when, when the red arrows fly in formation to different places, they issue an, a no time because they fly. Yeah, well, I, th- I think they fly at five hundred feet still, but they still issue a no time. And I thought, oh, I wonder how. I wonder if balloons and and stuff like that have to do. No, but, but they don't. No, that's crazy. Whereas if we wanted to do that, we'd have to. <laughs> and it's just a little tiny, little tiny drone thing that couldn't hurt anything i think the difference is with those sort of paragliders and balloonists is if they do fly into gatwick's airspace and they do crash into an airplane (laughs) then you know darwin and all that i think i think think they pay i think they pay their 16 pound 50 once with their life but you say that everyone else is microlights and hang gliders quite regularly infringe on controlled yeah. airspace uh, yeah. on on the you know this this is they also have a, a lot less regulation on them than uh, what's proposed for Absolutely. operators of small unmanned aircraft can yeah, you buy is, them in argos <laughs> jack's gonna get a big balloon buy them on ebay and intense in argos yeah but, but you I could, love frank <laughs> but you could get one of these you could fly I mean, you're probably not going to do well if you try on your own, but with the vast majority of anything that we fly, if you just bought one off the shelf and just tried to fly it, you're probably going to have a bad experience. Um, Didn't but, stop me with FPV. Well, exactly. <laughs> um, I think but, it's certainly a lot easier than it was 20 years ago, though, to be to be fair. You know, you mm-hmm. can't, like, as I was saying, you can walk into Pete. Well, wherever you buy DJIs these you days. Like pizza. I'm yeah. just going to PC World, but it's curries. And I don't know if P- I haven't been into a shop for about five <laughs> years, so I don't know if, if he I. Will, he doesn't have shops. The last, shop I, the last shop I went into was Maplin, and they sold all oh. sorts of drones, but they've gone. So I'm like, I think yeah, it's the Apple crazy. Store now and, and Dixon's and stuff like that, maybe. Argos have to pay sixteen pound fifty. <laughs> <laughs> they own the drones. This is what I'm saying. They should do. They should have to. Competency but, but test. If if you if you fly a microlight through controlled airspace and cause an airport to shut down for a bit while they wait for you to get out of the way and tell you off, um, that doesn't hit national news and that doesn't cause outrage and all that kind of thing. But I think that's just kind of. Yeah, but there's no fear in it. You know, that's you can thing. see that's a person. They're saying if you do that, has that actually happened? Yes. There's, there's <laughs> lots of infringements uh, between other GA and commercial uh, air traffic each year. 
Yeah, they do. There are quite often, uh, like you don't see them in the news so much. You might see no. them in local news and you might see them in the CAA, uh, the AirProx reports and things like that. But there are quite a few reports of microlites and things going where they shouldn't and being told off for it. Um, but I guess the other thing is traceability is that you can kind of see yeah. the guy who's I... flying that is there. Yeah. Jeffrey, you silly t- <laughs> not over here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to any uh, microlight user <laughs> called Jeffrey. Called Jeffrey and our editor who has to cut that. <laughs> Clive FPV says no Google slash Amazon wants that space. Is that true? Is that actually a thing? Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> Theresa May's like a lizard robot. <laughs> Sorry, someone has to be Tony right about now. It's a lizard robot, and she's controlled by Google slash Amazon. Well, uh, Amazon are using fields around Cambridge to test out uh, autonomous and the sort of technology that would be running beyond visual line of sight. Um, and as we had at uh, last year's mini air show, you know, there, there are plenty of people working on systems that are capable of doing autonomous flight uh, beyond visual line of sight fairly reliably, um, but currently being done with a dead man switch, uh, you know, from uh, basically kind of having a, a buddy box, but giving the buddy box to a, to a computer and getting it to do it that way um, so that you can take manual control. Um, but the, the technology is being developed fairly extensively and i wouldn't be surprised if it's doable whether it's economically viable i don't know yet but well, is this the drive for all of this yeah you know the it is this is the drive for why we're being so heavily regulated against yeah yeah i mean as i say that you know the european regulations were never really aimed at us guys it was all about creating a, a regulatory framework for commercial operations throughout europe and we're just caught yeah. up in it. Because yeah. if Doris don't get a, a Amazon Fire Stick in under twenty <laughs> minutes, she is gonna throw cash at you. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be fair, though, as a as a reviewer, if I need a six S lipo in thirty seconds, I will. I'd hit that button. I'd give it a go. The funny thing is, I I bet uh, model shops pay more tax than Amazon do. Collectively. Oh, yeah. Collectively, possibly, yeah. Mm. Yeah, probably. I mean, we will. 1650. <laughs> 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 oh, my word. X-Jet is here. Are you kidding me? Oh, I got... Woo! I thought you hated us and would never show, show your face here. Is well, it? it's, the, it's the BMFA, and I don't, I don't know if uh, you guys know about Bruce Simpson, but he does a lot of. Uh, yes, we he, we do. He does a lot of topical stuff regarding all around the world the regulations. So that's X Jet. That's Bruce. Oh um, man, I loved your build on the Z- ZMR. Uh, you taught me a lot of things. I even made my own antenna. We're all gonna geek out now, Bruce. You're the reason <laughs> why my channel exists. So we want you to come on this show and uh, and talk. But it, he's based in. Uh, I nearly said Australia then. He's based in Tokoro in New Zealand. Who was it who we had on? And I got in a lot of trouble for that. Oh, my Because I said, the, uh, no, we all know a lot about Bruce. Tokoro, New Zealand, legend in the hobby. Uh, yeah, that's so cool. Cool to see him in a chat. Yeah, man. Yeah, look. Look, check out the chat's going crazy now. Love you guys. I didn't, I didn't even know he even know we existed. I thought uh, we were like a thorn in his ass. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> you know, he he knows me and NJ exist because he mentioned us in a video. We had this little nerd out like session together where it was like, Bruce mentioned us in a video. Like, <laughs> like a schoolgirl now. Yeah. <laughs> to, to dangerously drag you away from this. Uh, I think just as we've got lots of people in the chat, we should just quickly go back over the, the, the calls for action that the BMFA and the other UK model uh, flying associations uh, have been putting out. Um, so the biggest thing is to uh, go to the consultation on the 
dream registration finance thing and all these links are in the description here i'm just um, chucking chucking a few if it'll uh, take them on there now for you also um, i think bruce should do a full analysis of our podcast <laughs> and put it on his channel about what you guys have said about what you're doing for the for the bmfa uh, it's not always clear you know it's and i think um, it's great for you guys to come on and sort of uh, clear up some some of the stuff you, you guys are clearly working as hard as you possibly can to you, you know sort out this registration thing so so that you know serious hobbyists are not paying like a forfeit uh, just i think the amount them. of work especially that dave's done in this past few weeks um is incredible to be honest uh, but, but over the past few years, he spent a huge amount of time over in Germany and various. In fact, he spent so much time in Germany now, he leaves a towel on his chair whenever he leaves the bed. You know, um, when the CEA made this announcement a couple of weeks ago, Dave um, was being very naughty and having a short family break, which was cut short. Uh, obviously, and uh, I think we spent the whole weekend uh, dealing with various issues. Yeah, thank you very much uh, for your dedication to the hobby there. Yes. It can't have been easy um, trying to bring, bring these up. Um, well, I think the big thing is certainly myself, Dave, and Manny Williamson, our development officer, are all sort of model aircraft flyers in various guises. You know, we've all got uh, multi rotors and various fixed wing aircraft. You know, so we are, while we, we work very hard for the BMFA, uh, it's our hobby and our passion as well. Of course. And of course, the, the most important thing is that you guys pay our mortgages. So, uh, you know, <laughs> we have to work hard for you. I, I, I'm <laughs> right with that. I'm just like sick of, you know, being like everyone looking at me like I'm a goddamn terrorist FPV. Well, hooligan. Jack, have you responded to the consultation? Yes. Good. Have you shaved your beard off? <laughs> <laughs> so, Jack, that one Jack is... I think you should also, though, sh show them what you showed me about what you wrote oh, on no, that. Oh, no, you shouldn't show this. You <laughs> 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 said something about blaming Tony for Gatwick and he got an X-class <laughs> X hidden under his van or something. <laughs> <laughs> So whenever anyone goes, Gatwick, it wasn't you, was it? And I'm like, no, it was this guy called Tony Hodgson. <laughs> uh, he lived in... <laughs> he lives it is in his address. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if the BMFA guys know, but Tony, who uh, is a regular on the show, when the whole, Gat, when the whole Gatwick thing happened, he's, uh, he's a, what's he call it, a window hygienist? Glazing hygienist. Glazing hygienist. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, southern, which is southern yeah. for window clear. Anyways, he stood on the top. When all this Gatwick stuff was happening, he stood on the top of his van at the end of the runway with a pair of FPV goggles. And <laughs> for some reason, the media thought that looked suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But no, he was just trying to see if he could see anything, you know. That, that, that's all he was doing. There was no drone there. It's just mass hysteria. <laughs> there is as much chance of finding like Tony with a wife in the next year. <laughs> Tony's got a very good chance of having a wife, which is probably why he's not here now. I I've got say. a bagel on it, so there we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got bagel and pregnancy bagel as well. So I went to I went to the shop and I was like, yeah, my boyfriend Tony. He's coming out. We're going to fly this over. <laughs> no. Wow. Oh. Anyway, dragging this once again towards vaguely discussing what we were discussing. Uh, <laughs> the calls for action. So, uh, responding to the CAA's uh, consultation on the cost of drone registration yeah. uh, is, is the first thing. Uh, the second thing is contacting your local MP uh, and the CAA and the, the, aviation, BA, minister. the aviation minister. Yeah, yeah. Um, and these, again, these links are in uh, one of the posts I've put in the description um, and letting them know that you 
don't think any of this is quite right. And, and, and then when you receive responses that you're not happy with, to then go back through the CAA or DFT complaints process. Mm. And if anybody's getting the standard response from their MP, uh, let us know because we have uh, a response for those MPs, which is generating uh, some feedback. I think we've had a couple of MPs prodded into action after their initial standard response. And how, um, how, can, how can those guys let you know? Just email, have you got your Just email us, yeah. Yeah, just email, email, you can email into me, andy at bmfa.org, and we'll make sure those, you know, send a copy of what the MPs have sent you, and then we will um, email, the, contact the MP, and obviously copy you in as well. Um, and it is generate, it's forcing them to do um, So it's important. And if anybody pops the BMFA website, we've got regular updates on, on the battle. Uh, being put on there. There's one that's gone on today. If you subscribe to the news feed, you'll, you'll get all the updates as of when there's news to report. Yeah, it's just how many people are going to be willing to do all of this, you know. It, well, it's, I'd it's, say the, the, the CAA have had to uh, employ someone to deal with the responses that they've been receiving. <laughs> so it's been quite significant. So people are people are reacting then? Cause, people I mean, are. People, uh, I mean, we've received a lot of copies uh, and, you know, one thing that's uh, evident in most of them is the level of passion people have for uh, uh, flying model aircraft and drones, but also how angry they are. And it's very good that that gets conveyed to the uh, yeah. the government and the CIA. That's good, go. that's good yeah. news then, because the first thing I think when I see all this is, oh, man, it's so much work for something that's mm. meant to be fun, you know? Yeah, it, it is putting that. It is worth putting that effort in to protect, you know, what we do and what we love doing. Um, you would, the effort is required, which is why we've stayed away from online petitions, mm. which the politicians love. It's all they've got to do when everybody's done it is press a button and everybody gets a standard response. So, yeah. you know, in some respects, they're counterproductive. They make people think they've done something by signing it, and then they don't do anything else. So the politicians love them. Um, uh, <laughs> they're very easy to deal with. If, if any of the issues in this show have made you at all angry, you're much better <laughs> off just uh, writing emails to people. Uh, it doesn't have to be war and peace either. You can just say what you think in... Yeah. Five words, and that's Pe fine. People, people often write me emails saying that I'm a. <laughs> that achieved something. Put that effort. Well, I, I think it is worth pointing out that when you are writing to the CA and MPs, don't write you're a. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. yeah. It will be ignored. Uh, most of them know it anyway, so they 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 will be ignored. You've got to be civil. You've got to be reasonable in in what you're sending. Um, otherwise, you're definitely not going to get a response. We've right. just had uh, a message from Bruce. It says, I'm about to try and organize the biggest RC event in history of the planet. The goal is to restore the reputation and image of the hobby in the hearts and minds of the public. Wow. Right. That, that's a big What's going to do? Have a bonfire <laughs> consisting of DGI? <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think yeah, he would love that. I would. I think. Yeah. He also requested Andy. Will you email him? He's got a plan. Really? No, not you, Andy. Oh, I not didn't me. Andy RC. I just said Andy. Oh, I got all <laughs> I excited. Didn't say I... Andy slash Andrew slash Frank. I got all fanboy then. Yeah. There you go. No, there he you... doesn't care about us and our show. We're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well. If you have enjoyed this show or it has struck a chord, uh, please also do drop us a like on the video uh, or the podcast, depending on how you're consuming this media. Um, uh, hit subscribe and things and do all the likey stuff. Um, but yes, uh, if you want to contact uh, the BMFA, and as Andy has said, uh, you can contact him, him on andy at bmfa.org. Uh, you can follow them at bmfa.org as well or facebook.com forward slash something, I imagine. So it's BMFA right. official is the purge. There we go. Thank you. You've been listening to a wonderful episode of Let's Drone Out. It was a good episode because Frank ran it. Um, 
<laughs> today's useful and insightful episode that I have slowly ruined into nonsenseness was brought to you by Andrew slash Frank. Bye. Who's got an alcohol problem, probably <laughs> because we're such... Um, we're joined by Andy RC, who's been in the BMFA for when he was about this big. Andy could pro- Andy or Dave could probably look it say, up. He's only that big on my screen now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, could, he could probably look it up, but it's, it's over it's maybe 24, 25 years, perhaps. That, yeah. longer well, than me. <laughs> well, well, there you go. Yeah. You, should, you should have some gold stars given out to you. I've got yeah. gold stars. It's called a B certificate, and I was a club instructor. I'd mm. love to. I'd love to be an examiner though. Mm. Yeah, Can you make that happen? And me and Frank need our multi-rotor licenses as well. <laughs> Could we make that happen if we turned up to the nationals? Uh, I think you need to come up to Buckminster, uh, and things can happen. You see, that's I not too. We should do that. That's not too far from me. When are the dates? I would suggest first weekend in August. We've got a flying at Buckminster, um, so anybody can come along. Um, we'll have examiners, instructors on hand as well for guidance for anything. That'd be yeah. We should we should do something about that, guys. I reckon. Yeah. It's when I'm organising, so it'll be fairly laid back. Are you sure you want me there? <laughs> <laughs> we have to have somebody to make the rest of us look good. Well, well, Jack, you were fantastic on the <clears throat> on the microphone at Mini Air Show. You didn't. All three announcements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it um, was great though. We have joined by Andy from the BMFA. Nice to see you all again. We're joined by Dave, also from the BMFA. Thanks for listening. And I've been Jack Bright Till I Fly. And it's an honour to have you guys here. And thank you for protecting what we love and what I appreciate. And, you know, really does help my mental health on a personal (laughs) note. So, and if you love this show, don't forget we have got a Patreon. It stops Frank from murdering me because then it means that he has money for an editor and holidays away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and good night. Right, emails. Bye. Telemetry lost.